everybody. A quick disclaimer. This review was recorded before episode two of Book of Boba Fett came out. So I do not reference anything from episode two because it hadn't come out yet at the time of recording. I just didn't get a chance to edit and post it before episode two premiered. So that's why this review is late. Um, I will be posting an episode two review probably tomorrow by the time you're listening to this. So thank you for listening. And here's the review. Hey everyone, this is my review of The Book of Boba Fett Episode 1. This is the first Star Wars live action show I've ever reviewed on this channel, so I wanted to give you some context before we start. I absolutely love Mandalorian Seasons 1 and 2. It's some of the best Star Wars we've ever gotten, and it's actually my favorite Disney Plus original show so far, even more than any of the Marvel shows you've heard me rave so much about. I am a huge Star Wars fan, and I absolutely love everything Favreau and Filoni have been doing with Star Wars, and I think they're a match made in heaven. So needless to say, I was really, really excited for the show and had some high expectations. And overall, I thought this premiere episode was a solid and enjoyable, but flawed premiere to the show. This is a premiere that did some things I love and set up some really intriguing things, but it also did some things that left me scratching my head. But let's start with all the good stuff. I really like the framing device of this show. I like the show's use of flashbacks. I'm a sucker for a good flashback, especially flashbacks that inform character or fill in the gaps. I love the idea of two different storylines that are given equal weight and that we see unfolding over the course of the season. Starting with Boba's past, I love seeing how he escaped the Sarlacc and then starting to see what events led him to where we see him in Mandalorian. In this episode, it's mostly just plot stuff filling in the gaps, which I love. But in future episodes, I'd like to see more development of the character of Boba because there's really so much we don't know about him. He literally only had a few lines in the original trilogy. We don't really know him as a character at all. We don't know how he went from being that murderous, cold-hearted kid in Clone Wars to a warrior with a moral code in this show. We don't really know why he wants to be a crime lord, what he even wants, what his motivation is, who even is Boba Fett. We don't really know. And I hope these questions are answered and that he's fleshed out with these flashbacks in future episodes because um, there's so much we don't know about him. Uh, for now, though, I love what we got. I love seeing Kamino again in live action. I love seeing that new angle of Bubba holding his father's helmet in Attack of the Clones. I'm glad that they're acknowledging his past and they're not just ignoring it. Uh, I love seeing him escape the Sarlacc. That was just kind of a fan service thing. Um, that was cool to see. I love how disgusting it was. I love the Jawas taking Boba's armor, which we know eventually goes to Cobb Vanth. I thought all the stuff with Boba and the Tusken Raiders was really interesting. I like how he gains their respect. I'm curious to see where that goes in the future. And uh, I like everything they laid out in this first episode, and I'm excited to see where it goes. Talking about the present, in this episode, I actually kind of preferred the present day storyline to the past. I found it a little bit more compelling and a little bit more engaging. Um, I just find it really intriguing because this show is obviously hinting at a lot of shady figures, a lot of shady people, and we don't really know anything yet. So I'm excited to learn. I love seeing the different leaders offering tribute to Boba. I love seeing Boba and Fennec going to talk to this new character, Garza Flip, and I like the ambush at the end. I definitely think Garza's cantina, her sanctuary or whatever it's called, is some sort of front and she's a criminal of some sort. And I think the mayor is going to be a major part of the show. I think they're obviously hinting that he is some sort of villain. Um, I would not be surprised if the mayor was the one who sent the people to ambush Boba and Fennec. And I'm excited to see where that all goes. 
I also like just the device of the back to tank being the gateway between the two storylines. Um, I thought that's kind of clever and kind of cool to see. Another thing is that having two completely separate storylines happening at once at two different periods of time, if executed correctly, can really be fantastic because we can see things and have reveals in the past that really inform what Boba's doing in the present. And then we can see Boba do things in the present and then see the reasoning behind those things later on in the past. And the storylines can really be linked through character while also just being completely separate in actual plot. Or they can also be connected in plot as well. So there's a lot of potential there for that type of unique storytelling we've never gotten in Star Wars. And I really hope the show can deliver on that potential. Another thing I absolutely love about this episode is how obviously inspired by gangster movies it is, the kind of genre of this episode. Um, Star Wars is very, very obviously inspired by a myriad of different influences. And one of those things a little bit has been mob movies and gangster movies, especially a little bit with Clone Wars, with the underworld, with the huts. And um, and every single conversation in the present tense storyline in this episode with like the mayor's assistant and Boba and then Garza Thwip and Boba is not about what's being said in the dialogue, but it's about what's being implied underneath. Uh, Both of those conversations are obviously hinting at something deeper. Um, The first being a thinly veiled threat from the mayor. And the second one with Garza Thwip, I can't get a good read on yet, but there's obviously a lot more we have to learn and I can't wait. I love a good implied conversation where it's all about what's under the surface instead of what's actually said. That's a staple of gangster movies. And I love how this episode is using it and how this episode and this show is obviously very inspired by those movies. Talking about the acting and the characters, Tamura Morrison as Boba Fett was solid. He's a fascinating lead because he's not the typical lead at all. He's tough because you can't really tell if he's a good actor because he hasn't really been in much, but he's always been supporting characters and everything I've seen him in. And he has this weird sort of charisma to him. That's kind of a unique charisma that nobody else has. And, uh, and he was great in this first episode. He's kind of an interesting case. And I thought he did a great job portraying the pain and exhaustion Boba feels in the flashback storyline. Um, and there's not much else to talk about with this performance. So I don't really have much else to say about Tamara Morrison. I thought he was good in this episode. I think he has a great presence. He has a great gravitas. And he just has this way of delivering lines that just makes everything sound cool. And I think that totally works for the character. Next up is Ming-Na Wen as Fennec Shand, and I thought she was the standout of the episode. I've been a fan of hers for a long time, and I thought Fennec's quips and lines were the best part of the episode. It was interesting seeing that she seems to be much more experienced in the crime lord world than Boba, which is a dynamic I wasn't expecting. I also love all her interactions with Boba, like when she turns to him and asks to kill the dude offering tribute. All her quips in that scene were great and well-delivered. I also think Ming-Na is just great in action and is very experienced doing action, and she sells every fight sequence. Um, Fennec is a character we know very little about, and I hope we explore her more deeply over the course of the show. I feel like Ming-Na has just been underused in a lot of projects where she's just typecasted as the uh, hardcore warrior who just always has a scowl on her face, and she can do a lot more, and I hope this show really delves into that, but um, I'm worried that they won't. Next up was Jennifer Beals as Garseth Whip. I thought she was solid. I thought she did a great job with that subtlety, obviously communicating more to Boba than what she was saying. That was apparent and came across in the right way. 
She's definitely going to be getting a much bigger role in future episodes, and I'm looking forward to learning more. The last person I wanted to mention was David Paskesi, I believe, who played the mayor's major domo, because the reaction to him online has been very divisive. I've seen some people thought he was perfect, and other people didn't and thought his performance was out of place or didn't feel like Star Wars, which I completely understand. It's weird because for me, he worked perfectly. I thought he played this smarmy, hateable character perfectly and he just made me so annoyed at him which is exactly what he's supposed to do and uh he seemed extremely insincere and was clearly threatening boba in a non-subtle but trying to be subtle way i thought it was perfect and i thought it totally worked and i really liked his performance so that's all i have to say about the acting and the characters moving on to something i don't usually talk about which is the makeup and the costume design this is something i rarely mention in reviews unless it really stands out And this episode had fantastic makeup and costume design. I was so surprised. Even this was a step up even from Mandalorian, I felt like. First of all, just the designs of Boba and Fennec's costumes are so cool. But talking more about the makeup, Boba's scarred face and body during the flashbacks looked really good, matched Mandalorian season two, and just looked realistic. Of course, we'll never know exactly what it's supposed to look like, so you can't say it's realistic. But it was believable. It felt right. And it looked how you'd expect him to look after being in the stomach of a Sarlacc. And uh, it definitely created that sense of verisimilitude, which is great. Um, Not only that, but the costume design really stood out with the different species in this episode, mainly the Twi'leks. Even in Mandalorian, I thought Twi'leks looked a little bit weird and unnatural, but it seems like they've completely perfected it in this episode. Every Twi'lek in this episode looked amazing and their head tails like blended perfectly with their faces and looked so realistic and I was blown away by how good they looked. Any hesitation I had previously about not being able to accurately adapt Harris and Dula to the screen and make her look good is completely gone because uh, now that I know they can do Twi'leks this well, um, I'd love to see that character in live action. Moving on from the makeup and costume design to the dialogue, One common criticism I have seen of this episode is some maybe cheesy dialogue or some clunky lines. And while I do think the dialogue was good 95% of the time, there was that 5% where some of the lines were clunky. They were a little weird. I think Ming-Na and Tamora delivered them as best they could, but there's just still weird lines and it's really hard to deliver weird lines. That honestly did not bother me at all though, because Really, when you think about it, has Star Wars ever been known for great dialogue? Of course not. The prequels, goes without saying, has some of the worst dialogue of all time. And even the original trilogy has some iffy dialogue. Clunky dialogue has always been a part of Star Wars. So a few weird lines wasn't an issue for me in this episode. But I do understand that criticism if that's something you found annoying. Moving on to my criticisms of this episode. uh, Talking about the story, I have no problems with the actual story they told. It's just that this episode is a premiere episode. So a premiere episode has a certain function it has to fulfill. It has to hook you and give you a reason to keep watching. The story they told was good, but this episode was so short, which isn't usually a problem, but the content of the episode wasn't enough to latch onto, and it wasn't enough to grab the audience and convince them that they have to watch the show. I'm a Star Wars fan, so I'm going to watch the show no matter what, and so will most of you but I feared that this first episode is going to lose a lot of the general audience for that reason. Um, And that's why I wish they went the Hawkeye route with the show and they released two episodes at once, 
because I think that would have hooked the general audience more and really served the show better. My next criticism, which is really surprising, even to me, was that the direction of this episode really let me down. And this is Robert Rodriguez. Um, first of all, talking about the fight scenes, the choreography, they were fine. They were cool, but they were just kind of bland, especially for Robert Rodriguez. They were way below the standard he set with his episode of Mandalorian. The choreography was just a little bit subpar and it was all chopped up. The cinematography was kind of bland. Again, this is Robert Rodriguez. We know he has that visual style, that visual flair that he displayed in his Mandalorian episode, but it was completely missing from this one. It looks stunning in terms of what's on screen, thanks to, of course, the stagecraft technology they developed. But the actual camera shots and the angles, the cinematography itself wasn't memorable or Robert rodriguez at all. The editing was weird. It was like chopped up the action. And then there were some weird choices where like Fennec and Boba Fett are walking down the streets with the Gamorrean guards visibly right behind them. Then it cuts and the Gamorrean guards are completely gone only for them to run up and save the day from the assassins. It's so weird because it really doesn't feel like Robert Rodriguez directed this episode, even though he's credited as directing this episode. And I'm definitely not saying that this is what happened because it probably didn't. But this episode to me really felt like Robert Rodriguez's assistant director directed the episode because maybe some conflict came up last minute and Robert for some reason wasn't able to direct it and they couldn't replace him in time. So they just had his assistant director do it. Um, it just did not feel like a Robert Rodriguez directed thing. And if it was, and if I'm wrong, and if he did really direct this episode, it just felt like he was phoning it in. And that's something I'm really bummed out by. And I'm hoping that the next episode he directs is an improvement. And we finally get to see um, that Robert Rodriguez direction that we all know and love. My last criticism of this episode is a weird one because I never, ever leveled this criticism against the Star Wars project unless I really feel like I have to, because I see a lot of people throw this around at everything. And, um, and I don't like to say it unless I really feel it. And they like to say that this doesn't feel like Star Wars or that doesn't feel like Star Wars. And I usually never say that because everything feels like Star Wars to me if it's Star Wars. But the big monster Boba Fett had to fight did not feel like Star Wars to me. It felt like a cheesy 90s kaiju monster or a big Power Rangers monster or something. The design did not work for me at all especially the head. I appreciate them using animatronics and trying to do it through practical effects, but I thought visually the monster did not look that good either. It just really felt off and out of place to me. In the grand scheme of things, that's such a minor criticism that doesn't really matter, but it's just something that bothered me with this episode. So that's my final criticism of this episode. All in all, I really enjoyed this episode. I have some issues with it, but I really enjoyed it. I do still have all the confidence in the world in this show, and I have a feeling episode two is going to be a massive improvement, and the show will only get better from here. Uh, Favreau and Filoni have not disappointed yet, and I highly doubt this is going to be their first disappointment, so I cannot wait for the future of the show. I think it's going to be amazing and blow everyone away. Um, what did you think of this first episode? Are you kind of mixed on it like me, or did you love it? Did you not like it? I've seen a lot of different opinions all over social media. So please let me know if you're on YouTube, leave a comment. If you're not, there's a form in the description where you can leave your thoughts. There's also the email and the voicemail, which are also in the description where you can leave your thoughts. Um, let me know what you thought of this episode. Um, look out for my episode two review coming tomorrow. And uh, thank you so much for listening and have a good day.